Well, hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of Riding the Storm Out. I am Pastor Paul Blair and alongside me is, uh, who are you? It's been a while since you've been here. King as I am here, King as I am, along with Paul Dan Fisher. We work together here at Fairview Baptist Church. And of course, Riding the Storm Out is our effort to provide a biblical viewpoint, a politically correct, biblically correct, no, politically incorrect, biblically correct viewpoint. (laughs) <laughs> of the things that we're seeing going on in the culture. And of course, what we're going to cover today is, is a word that I have heard so much over the last couple of years, and quite frankly, never heard it before no. or never used much, yeah. but equity versus equality. And there is a substantial difference. But right now we have an administration that is pushing equity, racial equity. Well, understand, ladies and gentlemen, what equity means is that we all wind up with the exact same outcomes same outcomes that's exactly right Right. now we are all supposed to be equal under the eyes of the law and under the eyes of god and as mlk said he looked forward to a day where people were judged by the content of their character not Not the the color color of their their skin. skin so while we all have freedom in america well quite frankly we're never all even i mean I went to school. There were a lot of kids in our school that families had a lot more money than I did. And there were families in school that had less money. But you know what? We all had the same opportunities. I'm brilliant. You're not. (laughs) We all had the same opportunities. Some people are taller. Some people are shorter. Some people are better looking. Some people are homelier. We have things we have to overcome, but we all have the same opportunities. But but see, here's the thing. Equity equity means here's an example of what equity actually means in the United States of America. If we're looking for racial equity, the population is about 13% African-American. Yeah. So based upon equity, then everything should be 13% African-American. So let's look at my former career, the National Football League. Right now, the National Football Mostly League white, is right? 70% <laughs> African-American. <laughs> now, if we applied equity there, it would be 13%, that'd be 13% African-American. Now, they love to look at that when they look about uh, at owners of, of NFL football teams. Well, you know what? You can't help who owns an NFL football team. No, it's not dictated by I government. don't own any of them. You know, you've got to have a couple of billion dollars before you yeah. can own a football team, and that scratches me out right well, there. Well, and by the way, Paul, there's a reason yeah, why right. there are so many black football players. They're better. Athletes, absolutely. They're just no better. Doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Basketball, same way. They're, they're just better. And, and every coach wants to win. Every businessman yeah. wants to be successful. You don't make decisions based upon whether it's a male or a female or black or white or yellow or anything else. You make decisions based upon which team is going to be victorious and win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Which company is going to provide the, provide the better widget at the best price and make me rich. Yep, yep. So, but now we are pushing this equity rather than equality. We all have opportunities. We all have freedom of religion. We all have freedom of speech. We all can, yeah. we all can go get an education if we want it or not. We all can go to work at a certain job or not. We all can work 60 or 70 hours a week or choose just to sit at home yeah. with our crack pipes like Hunter <laughs> Biden. That works well with Hunter Biden. <laughs> That's up to us. And the outcome is based upon our actions. So there's a difference between equity and equality. Well, and there's a reason why... The reason, or at least one of the reasons mm-hmm. why this is so important is because if you go to the very core foundation of what our our republic is built on, it's the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. That's where all the principles are stated. So Jefferson and his committee begin with 
all of us are endowed by our Creator right. with certain unalienable rights. Mm-hmm. And among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? So there's where equality is established in our understanding of equality under the law. Mm-hmm. So everyone has equality when it comes to how the law treats us, mm-hmm. right? The reason why that is so important is because if we begin to to substitute for equality equity, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden we're trying to guarantee not equality under the law, but the same outcome, equity in that I'm going to get the same thing you're going to get if we try the same thing together. And there's no way to do that. There is no way for me to walk onto a football field Mm -hmm. and out block a guy your size. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. Now I can outthink you. That's an easy (laughs) thing to do, but I, but I can't out block him. It's just nuts. So I've played basketball with guys who are pretty good athletes. Mm -hmm. I was a fair athlete, but when I'm playing basketball against a guy that's 6'3", 6'5", 6'6", he's going to block my shot every time. Mm-hmm. Guess who I'm not going to block? Him. I mean, that's just the way right. it is. Unfortunately, when you have a political party such as the Democrats who are trying to push this idea that we ought to have equity mm-hmm. under the law and that the Constitution or the Declaration guarantees equity, meaning outcome, then everybody gets a trophy. Mm-hmm. Now, what yeah. does that do if everybody gets a trophy and no one has to excel? No, There are no winners, there are no losers, then what happens? No reward, no motivation for hard work, no creation, go. no production. Exactly. Why go to work if I don't get paid for going to work? Why go to school for eight years if I don't have the privilege of being a doctor and make an income that's proportionate to what I invested in my years of study? And if I can convince people that the Declaration of Independence guarantees Mm -hmm. equal outcome, i.e. equity, Mm -hmm. then I can harness the government to make sure that that happens. And that's what's been happening certainly since the days of LBJ. Right. The whole idea of the new society and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know what? People think about this. I mean, of course, I had uh, a pretty aggressive throat cancer three years ago. Uh, There was about two weeks that I was talking with people evaluating where I was going to go get treatment. And there were a number of good places. There were wonderful places in Oklahoma City. But obviously, MD Anderson in Houston has the strongest reputation. Mm -hmm. They have a track history, a track record history. And I went down there because I believe they had the best doctors Because you don't get a do-over with cancer. It's either you you either survive or you don't. So I believe that they had the best doctors. I didn't care if they were black doctors or white doctors or yellow doctors or or male doctors or purple doctors or or women. It didn't matter. I just wanted the best doctors. Now, when you go in for cancer treatment or when you go in to have a knee replacement, you you want that doctor to be the best there is because he has worked hard to be successful and he may have the skills yes yeah, exactly he just may have be he may absolutely have been born with a certain set of skills absolutely that other people don't have some people have a steady hand some exactly. don't so you don't want the guy that doesn't have the steady hand doing your eye surgery yeah that's just common sense but you don't want people to be promoted and reward you don't want somebody just well we've got to pass everybody through school we're going to pass them out of the next grade hey johnny doesn't know how to read we're going to go ahead and give him his diploma because of equity we, we want to make sure we have the right proportion of graduate that doesn't do anyone any favors no so tell me dan i know you, you're thinking about this so what is our brilliant 
imposter in chief's strategy <laughs> yeah. for equity among for okay. racial equity. So, so here's how equity works, and and this is the, the outgrowth of this whole okay. fallacy of calling equality equity. Mm. So you and I would argue that everyone should get the same chance under the law right. for their rights. Right. We're equal when it comes to our rights. But when we start talking about I demand then equity to have whatever it is that I want, no matter what it is, and since I don't have the chart that you have, whether I'll I'm get good special. Or whether I've earned it, it does, whether it I have matter. the talent. No. Yeah, so, so if, if, if I'm not doing well, then I ought to get special treatment. So here's an example. The Biden administration has just created a $30 million grant. Now, most folks have already heard about this, but this shows the idiocy of equity. Can you imagine what this $30 million grant is designed to do? Uh, I'm scared to guess. <laughs> well, listen, it's to provide pipe users who use drugs, who smoke crack about cocaine. Plumbers, pipe users? Is that we're, we're, no, this is a job smoking a pipe. Oh. Uh, drug users. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. so I know you never did Smoking anything. crack. Yeah, yeah. Smoke crack cocaine crystal methamphetamine or any and this is what the article says in quotations any illicit substance 30 million dollars to provide druggies with crack pipes now here's why they say we want to do this we want to help those who live in underserved communities and this way we can advance <laughs> racial equity yeah, you know, I was driving through Nichols Hills the other day, and they had a they had free crack pipes on every corner. Yeah. You know, the rich people get all the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's now, about how, time we provided it to the lower income yeah, neighborhoods. Okay, so here's the deal: How in the world would you advance equity, even if you believed <laughs> in it? Because cities like San Francisco and Seattle quit doing this long ago. Now, guess what? Their brilliant uh, uh, minds figured out. They have in recent years backed away from their smoking kit programs, which is what this is—a smoking kit. Over concerns they enable drug use. Duh. Do you think? Yeah. By giving people crack pipes, <laughs> they were induced to smoke crack. <laughs> what idiots. Now, this is what happens, though, when you substitute words and mm -hmm. you try, try to yeah. play word games yeah. and you start this equity thing. And that's what's been going on in America now for the past, I don't know how many years, but now we're really beginning to see the snowball effect of what it's doing to our culture. So here's your government, Paul, making sure that those in underserved communities have their fair shot yeah. at a crack pipe. Let me say this. Let me say this. This goes to show you which party, and it may be some of both, but I will I will pinpoint the Democratic Party well, with course. their policies. This is their truly is racist yes now basic economics ladies and gentlemen if you want less of something you tax it heavily hence you have sin taxes i know here in our state yep. they've got like three or four dollars a pack on cigarette smoking right because they're trying to get people to stop smoking, stop smoking cigarettes and, and start if you, smoking a crack yeah start smoking yeah. and if you want more of something you subsidize it so maybe we take the taxes off of this or we give some sort of subsidy to help you or we give you crack pipes. Now, if you're giving crack pipes, what do you think the result is going to be? 
More crack users. No, don't no, you? no. You're going to help people to have crack pipe collections. We're going to have more medical doctors. Well, crack pipe collections. People that collect <laughs> yeah, these. That's what it is. You're helping them. They're, they're building their collection. Think about it. Think about why they provide so many Planned Parenthood clinics in minority neighborhoods. Is it because they really love the minority or perhaps maybe they really don't? And they're just trying to con you yeah. that they're providing you a special service when in reality, you know, one statistic I read, and I, I should have documented it, so you have to check it out. But one statistic I read that if it wasn't for abortion, about one third of the American population would be African American right now. Yeah. Instead, it's 13%. Well, because so I who is being affected half, by exactly? Yeah. yeah over half mm -hmm. of the black mm -hmm. pregnancies end in mm -hmm. abortion. And, and think of the brilliance of the great society. You know, where God established the home, sexual uh, interaction between a male and female, God created, he created as male wife. and female. It's supposed to be, it's holy, as God says, between yep. a husband and wife. Yep. And the, God blesses you with children, and we raise our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Strong homes, a strong society. But if you want to make a weak, dependent society, then you've got to destroy the home. So in the great society, under LBJ, they start subsidizing. Again, if you want less of something, you tax it. If you want more of something, you, you subsidize, subsidize it. it. So we tax people more. The more money they make, the more successful we are. We punish them for doing it. And we subsidize, for example, unwed mothers. Yeah. We're going to give you more benefits if you don't marry the baby's daddy than if you do marry the baby's daddy. And consequently, when we subsidize unwed mothers, we have more and more yeah. unwed mothers. And, and here we have subsidized. And how do you sell it to the public? You convince them that equality is mm -hmm. actually mm -hmm. equity. Mm -hmm. This is why it is so important for people to know not only our history, yeah. but our founding documents and just general truth and principle. We wouldn't fall for this stupidity. But you know what? I You know, you think about this. Think of the, the connection here, the correlation here between education and freedom you know during the dark ages the lords didn't want his subjects to be well educated yeah he didn't want them to be able to read or anything he just wanted to be out there working on his behalf uh when slavery was legal around the, the world it was against the law to teach slaves how to read or anything else why yeah. you wanted to keep them down and keep power over them exactly. now look at what we've done in education and look at what we're doing right now. For example, people can't define and differentiate between the, the meaning of, of equality and equity. Yeah. So by dumbing down the populace, you're creating a populace that's more easy for you to control. And that's you exactly want equity. Right. Look at any communist country. You've got equity. Everybody's equally starving to death. Yeah. There's that 1%. <laughs> yeah. That everybody else has poverty in common. Everybody else has poverty in common. Yeah. That's yeah. the direction they're taking yeah. the United States exactly of America. Right. And, and I believe it's the failure of the church yep. to teach these basic principles yep. and to draw yep. a line between mm -hmm. left and right, mm -hmm. light and darkness, yep. right and wrong. Yep, absolutely. And so we've blurred the lines and we allow these, what might seem to be a little mm -hmm. thing, well, equity, equality, isn't that the same? Mm -hmm. No, they're actually opposites of mm -hmm. one another mm -hmm. and they will destroy a self-governing people built on the rule of law. And, but in you, you mentioning the church, that that's so key. Think about it. You know, our church here, back in 1889, this was a fair view. It was called Old Jack Schoolhouse. <laughs> and on Sundays, the school marm would teach Sunday school. 
became a church and a school. Well, now we have four different homeschools facilitated here. But at one time, church is what facilitated education. Exactly of course, right. in America, we had a biblical worldview. And at one time, it was the church that birthed the hospitals well, and, and, and hospital and movement. And we honored marriage yep. and the nuclear yep. family yep. and all those yep. things. Now we have the state that controls uh, health care. We have the state that controls media. We have the state that controls education. education. And they're trying to sell us that equity is equality. Yeah. Well, to some degree, they're right. Like I said, under Marxism, we'll all be equally starving to death. Yeah, you're right. We'll be equal in our gulags. Same outcome. We'll all have the same gray jumpsuits, working in the salt mines every day. Eating the same gruel. (laughs) Yes, eating the same gruel. Riding the same mule. That's exactly right. You have anything else you want to add? I have nothing. Uh, well, that was That's how we started the show. When we started the show, we had nothing. Well, but we make it At up. least we deliver. These guys make it we up. We delivered what we promised them. We, we, we gave you did. absolutely nothing. And if you want more of this, then you won't want to miss next week's edition of Riding the Storm Out. Brought to you by our producer, David Hannon. On behalf of my co-pastor and longtime dear friend, Dan Fisher, and myself, Paul Blair, one last thing. Go ahead. You're going to promote the oh, event right. in Arkansas? That's, that's right. Oh, that's right. We do have Liberty Pastors Training Camp <sighs> coming up. players. <laughs> I got hit in the Too head a lot. Licks on the head. Liberty Pastors Training Camp coming up in Little Rock, Arkansas, March the 6th through March the 9th. We teach three days twenty at the Little Rock Marriott. It's a great time, a wonderful second honeymoon for a pastor and his wife. It's heavily subsidized. It's about uh, by generous, successful Christian businessmen, including our church. Who that chose to who give. Who chose to give. We're not forced to, to give. Because we believe this is an important ministry. Yeah. So what was normally be about a, a, about a $1,200, $1,400 three-day getaway only cost you $199 if you're traveling by yourself. 249 pastor if you bring your wife you have a wonderful second honeymoon great fellowship and camaraderie with about 200 other pastors you have a chance to meet and hear mike huckabee and his daughter sarah huckabee sanders and then dan and i help lead the the education 20 hours of continuing education on a biblical worldview of the realm of civil government which is kind of important right now, if you hadn't noticed, and a biblical worldview of economics and how to put it into practice as a modern black robe regiment pastor. That's exactly right. So we invite you to visit our website. You can go to fairviewbaptistedmond.org or go to libertypastors.com, and you can find all the information there. Also, visit Declaration for Liberty, which uh, has some great information about the, uh, the Great Reset. So anything else you want to say? That's it, man. Well, we do hope to see you. Make sure yeah. to tell your pastor about this. He needs to be in Little Rock. It'll be a great time. Again, have a Send chance him. to... Vit, yeah, exactly. Yeah. As a, if you love your pastor and you wish he'd be more engaged in cultural issues, well, help him. Help send him there. Give him a free vacation. It only costs you a couple hundred well, bucks. And if they don't like him, they might send him. He'll meet someone. He'll get called to a different <laughs> church. And they got rid of the guy they didn't want. So it's a no-lose. That's <laughs> it. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Riding the Storm Out. And on behalf of Dan and David and myself, we look forward to seeing you next time. See you again. God bless you.